This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. At first listen, Pastor Ray's retelling of the story of Daniel and the lion's den would appear to be little more than an entertaining tale of an unusually courageous Bible hero who experienced a great miracle in his life. But beyond the story of that miracle and the faith-filled courage of Daniel, in his two-day study entitled Lessons Learned from the Lion's Den, Pastor Ray unveils hidden spiritual truths that made his miracle possible and Daniel the great man of God that he was. In day one, Pastor first speaks of Daniel's spiritual qualities, excellence in spirit, faithfulness to God and fellow man, a life of prayer and worship, and no matter what the cost, a man who would not compromise. Yet in conclusion, Pastor cautions that sometimes, even if you have Daniel's strength and character, even when as morally strong, even when doing everything right, things can sometimes still seem to go wrong. Stay tuned for today's lesson, straight from the lion's den. So today I want you to open with me to the book of Daniel, Old Testament, if you're new to the Bible, but open up to the book of Daniel. And we want to do a little bit of a study today on Daniel's life and one particular portion that is very familiar to all of us. We all know the story about Daniel getting tossed into the lion's den. And uh, you're going to find that in Daniel chapter 6. And we're going to go through the whole chapter. And um, see, Daniel had some struggles. He had some trials, you know. And um, you're a believer. You follow the Lord. You believe. You have faith. You're in the Word. But just because you're doing everything right doesn't mean that sometimes things don't go wrong. Is everybody with me? Sometimes things go wrong. And Daniel, we'll see as we read and study today these verses, we're going to see that some things went wrong in Daniel's life, even though he was really right. So just because you're right doesn't mean that wrong doesn't happen to you. As we go through them, you'll see them. So let's start in um, verse 1 of chapter 6. And it said, It pleased Darius, that would be the king at the time, to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. And over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one. Now, So now the king at this time is setting up his kingdom, and he has 120 what he calls satraps. And over the 120 satraps, there were these governors, three wonderful men from the group that were raised up to be the leaders over everybody. And one of them was Daniel. So it says here that, one, uh, that they might give account to him so that the king would suffer no loss. Verse 3. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. All right, I love this particular verse here. It says that Daniel was one of the three governors that was selected to be over the 120 satraps and the other two governors. Why? It said because there was an excellent spirit in Daniel. Let me say it again. There was an excellent spirit in Daniel. You see, excellence will always cause you to rise to the top. 
You see, you see, don't think that you're going to get a promotion or get an advancement or get some sort of increase just because you think you deserve one. Excellence is what puts you to the top. When you put your best into something, you're going to get the best back into your life. Excellence is always the precursor to advancement or to blessing or to increase in your life in some way. Daniel got to the top to be above the other group, the group of 120 and the other two governors, because there was an excellent spirit in him. So it says that, it says that the king would suffer no life. Then, then Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit. So he distinguished himself. That word distinguished, it, let me give you, let me give you a, a translation of that. It means to be above. It means to be above the rest. Maybe we could say this, a notch above or a cut above. So what, what caused Daniel to fall into leadership and to catch the attention of the king was that he was practicing this spirit of excellence in all that he did. In other words, Daniel showed up on time. Daniel was not late every day. Daniel did the best work that he could do for the time that he was allotted or for the time that he worked. He wasn't the first one to leave. He wasn't working and looking at the clock at the same time. I once had a, many years ago, I had a young fellow work for me, and he would work and look at the clock. And I'd say, what are you looking at? I said, well, I'm looking for the, you know, want to go home. I was like, well, then why are you here if all you have in your mind is to go home? You're here to work. While you're here working, your attention and your mind should be on the work that's before you, not on the clock. So Daniel had this excellent spirit that caught the attention of the king that caused him to rise up to the top and be the governor above all the governors and all the satraps. Because an excellent spirit was in him. We've got to get this excellent spirit back in the church and in the lives of the people of the church. And the, if you call yourself a believer and you call yourself a Christian, you ought to be practicing excellence in all that you do. You ought to distinguish yourself above everybody else in your place of business, in your, play, in your profession, wherever you work, because the Spirit of God lives in you. God is the God of excellence. You know that. The Word says that He is the excellent God. So excellence lives in each and every one of us. But excellence needs to be practiced. It needs to be honed. It needs to be developed. You need to show excellence and work excellence in every aspect of your life. That's what brings you to the top. So because of this excellent spirit, the very first thing that Daniel had was he had a reputation. He had a great reputation. And this great reputation, because of his excellence, distinguished him above everybody else and put him in charge and put him to the top. I just want to say one more thing about this. Too many people think that they should be somewhere where they're not. And maybe you're not where you think you should be because maybe you haven't been really exhibiting the level of excellence that causes you to be distinguished above everybody else that puts you in the place that you think you should be. Whoa, glory to God. That was heavy revy. But Daniel practiced this and got himself into this. So the very first thing that Daniel had was a great reputation. And everybody knew him. And, and the king could rely on him. Because he did his job to the best of his ability. So he got this. See, you don't, no one's just going to give you. You create your own reputation. You create your own reputation. Just like Daniel created his reputation. So it says that this excellent spirit was there. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So he was over just these few 120 satraps and the two other governors. But now 
the king is so impressed with Daniel that he wants to advance him over the whole kingdom and make him like second in charge. That's a big promotion. That promotion came because he showed himself faithful in all that he was doing. Because the word says here, goes on to say, so the governors and the satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not find no charge or fault because he was faithful. So the governors and the satraps are starting to plot and plan against Daniel because he proved himself to be faithful. Let me tell you what, not everyone's going to be excited because of your excellent spirit and the fact that blessing and advancement is coming into your life. These guys started to get jealous about Daniel, but they could not find any fault in Daniel. Let me tell you what, let me tell you, jealousy is an ugly thing. Jealousy is from the pit of hell. And you can see when jealousy starts to unfold, when jealousy starts to get hold of a man's soul and a, and a man's mind, that all kinds of evil things and plotting and all kinds of stupid thinking starts to ensue and get hold of a person's life. These people are thinking, they're saying, wait a minute. This Daniel has distinguished himself. The king is trying to put him in charge of the whole kingdom. You see, really what it was is because he had such an excellent spirit and he was faithful. Everybody say faithful. He was faithful over what was given to him. It was making all the other, others look bad because he was doing so well. He was raising the standard and they did not like the standard to be raised. They wanted to stay lazy, slothful, do what I want, come in late. Daniel has raised the standard now. The king notices it and says, ah, I'm going to put him in charge of everything because I can count on him. He's a faithful man. Well, guess what? Not everybody was excited that Daniel was about to get promoted. It's amazing to me how you have some friends until things start going really good in your life. And you start getting the blessings that they're believing for and praying for. And it starts happening in your life. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. So now Daniel had a great reputation, but because of his great reputation, he got great blessing in his life, great recognition. Now what's happening is that there are great enemies forming against Daniel. He didn't even know it. Jealousy ensued and all kinds of ugly, devilish things are coming out. So they're thinking and they're saying they couldn't find a charge. They couldn't find a fault in him because he was just a faithful man. He did everything right. Showed up on time, stayed, worked hard, put his best, gave everything he could to the kingdom and to the work and to the assignments that the king had given him. He was a star employee. Hallelujah. And as a result, the king wants to put him in this high place over the whole kingdom. But these satraps and these governors and the group of people, they started getting together and they probably started to talk. Because, you know, when people start to commiserate together because they're miserable about somebody else's thing, you know what I'm talking about? And they've got all this ugly stuff that they want to talk about and they start spewing it on other people. It's catchy, folks. Their bad attitude, it probably started with the two governors. They said, well, we're working just like, you know, how come we didn't get selected? How come Dan, How come he's getting, bl-? you know what I'm telling you, you know what it sounds like. Maybe you've been a part of that kind of talk about somebody else. So, so, so they, they start to conspire together because they start talking to each other and they start spewing all this negative stuff about Daniel and we got to stop him. You see, let me tell you what, the way up in the Christian faith if you're going to do it God's way and you're going to do it by the word, the way up is not knocking people down. The way up is that you humble yourself and God will raise you up. 
So, so it says that these men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel. Verse 5, he said, unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So now they're going to start messing with his relationship with God because they realize, they say, you know, there's nothing we can find here, so let's conspire, let's do something. See, devising devices and devising plans against Daniel. Let me tell you again, not everybody's going to be happy about your prosperity. Not everyone's going to be happy about you going up. Not everyone's going to be happy when you're getting the promotion. Conspiring against him. Coming up with wicked plans and devices. Sounds like the enemy to me. So, so they, the governors and the satraps thronged before the king and said thus to him, King Darius, live forever. All the governors of the kingdom and administrators and satraps and counselors and advisors have consulted together. There you go. See, they went and they spread that stuff. They said, look, this is Daniel. We got to stop him. He's making us look really bad. He's doing, he's rising too fast. I don't like it. You know, he's, he's raising the standard among us and, and it's making us look really bad. And I, I, I don't want, I, I still want to come to work late. I don't want to do all this extra work that the king wants me to do. Daniel's always raising his hand to do the extra work. Come on. So they went and they conspired. And they spread this evil report about Daniel. And they started to plot. See how jealousy works? Started to plot and to plan and to incite this rebellion against Daniel. See, that's how rebellion begins. That's how rebellion starts. That's what happens. Somebody gets offended because offense always brings on rebellion. So somebody gets offended and then starts, you know, talking to other people and, you know, just kind of passing it off, you know, like, you know, seemingly, you know, in an in a, in a innocent way, just trying to pass, you know what I'm talking about in conversation and, and sowing little seeds of doubt and rebellion and unbelief. And that's what he did. They conspired together. They got together and started to devise this plan Against so, so Daniel had great enemies. And along the course of life, as you're growing as a Christian and you're getting blessed, let me tell you what, not everyone is going to be marching in your parade. Not everyone's going to be happy when you do the word of God and things start to happen. Because if you do and practice the word of God and you believe the word and you use your faith and you put it into activity and action in your life, it's going to start to change your life. Things are going to start to go good. Things are going to start to turn around. Not everyone's going to be happy about that because there's some people that will just consistently resist doing the word of God. They know it works, but they won't do it. But when they see somebody else do it and start to progress, they get offended by that. So they got together and they conspired and they consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which does not alter. In other words, they could not change it based upon that law. Once the king signed it and put his signet ring on it, that was it. It was signed, sealed, and delivered. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. So even the king got spoofed in. He said, oh, that's a great idea. Everyone's going to bow down to me. Now, he didn't realize that this was a plot and a plan and a scheme. In other words, these guys are setting a trap for Daniel, trying to get him to trip up. So the king fell for it, and he signs the decree, and he seals it, and everything is established now. Now, this presents us with another thing that Daniel had. Daniel now had a great challenge before him. 
Because Daniel is a godly man. Daniel bows down to his God first and foremost. And no matter, you know, what would happen, he would not forsake his God. So Daniel had a great challenge before him. And we're presented with these kind of challenges sometimes, you know, in the workforce, in the world. Are you going to violate the principles of God to please somebody or to, to maybe do something that gives you gain? Are you going to compromise the word of God, compromise principles of integrity? But you see, this is what he was faced with. He was faced with a challenge. You see, I see so many Christians, I mean, just have a bad day, have a bad hair day, and they fall apart. Daniel is faced with this challenge. Wait a minute. Now, I'm being told that, that, that I can't bow down to my God for 30 days, and if I do, I'm going to be thrown in the lion's den. And this is what Daniel's response was. This is what Daniel did. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. And in his upper room, this is what he did, with the windows open toward Jerusalem. In other words, he wanted to show everybody that was watching that I am not going to follow this decree. You can't make me not bow down to my God. I don't care what the king signed. I don't care who the king is. I don't care what the results of this are or the consequences or the penalty. I only bow down to the living God and I will not bow down to another. So he opens up the windows facing Jerusalem and he knelt down on his knees, not once, not twice, but three times that day, prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since his early days, as was his custom. In other words, he was a man of prayer. He was a man of praise. He was a man of worship. This wasn't just something that he did. This was his custom. Now, these guys set up a trap because they think now we've got Daniel because we know that his custom is to bow down to his God. We know how faithful he is to, to the Lord. We know that he is not going to obey this decree and his end will be the lion's den. They set a trap for Daniel. What they didn't realize is that when they came against Daniel, they came against God himself. That they had a plan against Daniel, but God had a plan for them. Let's keep reading because the story gets better. So it says here in verse 11, it says that these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. And they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not to sign a decree that every man who petitions any god or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? And the king answered and said, this thing is true according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which does not alter, cannot be changed. So they answered and they said before the king, that Daniel, that Daniel, that scoundrel Daniel, who's a cut above everybody else, who's making us look bad, who's faithful over everything that you give him to do. That Daniel, who has distinguished himself above all the other uh, governors and satraps, that Daniel, who has that stinking excellent spirit that keeps making me look bad. That Daniel, who is one of the captives from Judah does not show due regard for you, O king, or for the decree that you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day, saying, King, he's disrespecting you and your decree, and what are you going to do? Now, these suckers, can I call them suckers? Think 
that they've got everybody under the barrel. Let me tell you what, they had a plan for Daniel, but they didn't realize that God's got a plan for them. And verse 14, and the king, when he had heard these words, was greatly displeased within himself because, listen, the king loves Daniel. This is his star employee. This is the guy that shows up early, never gives him back talk, works late, produces like nobody else produces. He doesn't want to lose his star employee, but he knows that he signed a decree and there's no way that he can back up from it. The only thing left to do is to throw Daniel into the lion's den. He does not want it. He's up all night thinking about this. This is the guy who was going to be the second in command. This was the guy who was going to receive that, that promotion to be over the kingdom and watch the things that belong to the king. So the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself, and he set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. He's trying to figure out a way. How can I deliver him? How can I stop this thing? And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. He's trying to figure out, how am I going to get him out of this? But I can't go again. I've been hoodwinked by these satraps. I've been hoodwinked by these governors. I've been hoodwinked by these administrators. I didn't realize that they were setting up. See, let me tell you what, the devil tries. He works through people's minds to come up with crafty and creative ways to ensnare you, to, 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 to stop you, to halt the plan, the purpose, and the destiny of God in your life. That's why you've got to be aware. You've got to be on your game. You've got to know that God is with you and you should not fear anybody. That they have evil plans, but God's got greater plans. I said, God's got greater plans. Then these men approached the king, verse 15, and said to the king, Know, O king, that it is your law of the Medes and the Persians that no decree or statute which the king establishes may be. So now they're holding the king to his word. They're saying, you can't change this. You can't change your mind. There's only one thing left to do, and that's to throw Daniel into the lion's den. So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions, but the king spoke, saying to Daniel, your God, whom you serve continually, will deliver you. Thanks a lot, Mr. King. I'm glad you, ho I'm glad you know that my God's going to save me, because you certainly aren't going to save me. So he says, your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Then a stone was brought and laid at the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signets of his, of his lords, that the purpose concerning Dan Daniel might not be changed. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting and no musicians were brought before him and his sleep went from him. In other words, he had a really rough night. And he's hoping in his own way that God is going to deliver Daniel from this peril. Then the king rose very early in the morning and he went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel like, oh, Daniel. <laughs> lamenting within him his heart, hoping that he's going to hear something back. So he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke saying, Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to, been able, been able, been, come on, my God is able, been able to deliver you from the lions? Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors